Good morning, Reconciled Family. What a privilege and an honor for me to be given this opportunity that I can be able to uh, open the Bible together with you and be encouraged from what the scripture says. And essentially, my primary goal for the next few days is to just walk together with you as we examine our spiritual health. I know a lot of times that we ignore our spiritual health by not caring for it that much and for those of you who have owned cars before if your car is choking and is showing some light strange lights on the dash you wonder what is happening to my car and you always want to know what is the problem and usually if you are not a mechanic, you take it to someone who knows about cars so that he can just take some time to check it for you and be able to tell you what's going on. Not only cars, but even with our physical bodies. Sometimes we get signs like we have headaches, we have stomach problems. There may be signs to a bigger problem and we usually wonder what's going on with me. You take a painkiller, it goes away for a short period of time. And then it comes back again that's when you know you have to see a, a, a medical doctor to just help you and so is our spiritual life usually we get signs of what is going on in our hearts we get signs outwardly to see that we are not doing well spiritually but there is a tendency that we do not pay a lot of attention to what is going on in our hearts so for the next couple of few days, I want us to just look at some questions that will help us examine our hearts, to examine our spiritual health. In other words, to diagnose your spiritual health. And I was reading a book recently by Donald S. Whitney. It is a book that has caught me to heart and he is asking those questions in his book. And I'll just adopt those questions and uh, paraphrase them or maybe just take some time to digest what he's writing in his chapters. But I want to do that with you because this book has worked in my heart. We don't take this book as a Bible, but we want to use it for our spiritual health. And not only that, but he's quoting a lot of scriptures. And so we want to do that to go to all those selected passages of the Bible and just make sure that we are trying to get the truth out of it and be able to examine our hearts. As a Christian myself, there are times that I get indications that I'm not doing well in my work with the Lord. There are times that there are signs of a certain kind of sin in my heart. The more I ignore that, the more the sin grows in my heart. And I want us to try as much as we can to make sure that we are paying close attention to those signs that we see in our spiritual lives. So to begin with, we'll start with this question. So our first question for today, and this is the question that we shall only look at in this episode is do you thirst for God do you thirst for God and this is one of the questions that we should be asking ourselves as people who have believed in God as a Christian this is a question you should be asking yourself 
do I thirst for God? And it's one of those questions that you should not be asking on a monthly basis. It is a question that you should be asking yourself daily. And if not daily, actually a couple of times that day, am I thirsting for God? Because thirst for God is one of the indications whether you are spiritually healthy or not. Those who are not spiritually healthy, they do not, they do not desire for God. But those who are thirsting for God and yearning for Him and desiring Him, they are the ones that love Him. Not only the ones that love Him, but they are the ones that know that God has done His work in me through the Son, Jesus Christ. And the salvation that I get through His Son, Jesus Christ, is what causes me to not stand on my own, but to keep thirsting for Him. So the question that I have for you this morning, or the question that we shall look at, is do you thirst for God? Do you desire God? Talking about knowing God, when the Apostle Paul was writing to the Philippians, and he comes to chapter 3 addressing about righteousness through faith in Christ in verse 10 of chapter 3 he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection this is Paul writing that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and as Paul is writing here he's already an apostle He's already faced Christ and he's already ministering. But he says that I may know him. And what does Paul mean here? Why is he saying that I may know him? Because he already knows Christ. Does it mean that he, or, or, he only knew him in part? Does it mean that maybe he was saved partially? I don't think so. What Paul is talking about here, it does not mean that he did not know Christ. He knew Christ already, but what he wanted to do was to know Jesus more closely than ever before. He wanted to just be close to his Savior. And that should be our desire. Not only that we have known him and we are content and we just keep going with that. Our desire should be to grow every single day. I remember the times when I was um, learning how to play a guitar. Not that I'm an expert in playing a guitar, but the first days of learning, I was very passionate. I was practicing every day. But then after that, after I had known playing a few chords, I was content. I didn't really want to know anything more than what I had already learned. So I was relaxing. But those, this is just a very far away illustration as far as what I'm talking about is concerned. But what I'm trying to direct at is when we know God, we should not be content and sit still and not do anything. When we know Him, our desire should be to thirst more and more about Him. Our desire should be about knowing Him every day. 
So that's what Paul is addressing in this verse. He says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. You know how influential Paul is. You know how many churches he planted. You know how many mission trips that he went on. But he says that I may know him. This shows a heart that's thirsting for God. Every now and again in this episode, I'll be coming back to this question. Are you thirsting for God? If you're not thirsting for God, maybe it's a spiritual sign for you that you're not healthy. Maybe it's a sign for you that you're not loving God like you did when you just first knew him. If you're not thirsting for God, maybe there's something that is taking his place in your life. Are you thirsting for God? Not only, not only that, but when we go to the book of Psalms, and the psalmist here is praying, the psalmist here is seeking God. And what does he say? Chapter 42 of Psalm, he says, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? This is the psalmist is, is thirsting for God, he says, as the deer pants for flowing streams. As that wild animal is thirsty and wanting to just find a stream that has fresh water to drink and to quench its thirst, he says, so is my soul longing for you, almighty God. And then in verse 3 he says again, my soul thirsts for God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? Is that our prayer? Is that our desire as we live every day that we ask ourselves, when am I going to appear before the presence of God? When am I going to pray? Is this you? Or maybe you don't even desire to pray. You've forgotten to pray. Maybe you pray routinely as a habit. Oh, before I eat and I, I pray. Um, before I sleep, I pray. And you sleep while your head is covered in those blankets and you're feeling so warm. And the next thing you realize, it's in the morning. Men and women, sons and daughters of God, when they're thirsting for Him, they're intentional in their daily walk with God. Is this you that you thirst for God? And my message is really simple. I'm not going deep into other things other than just directing this at you that you have to be thinking about your spiritual health. Are you paying attention to your spiritual health? What is it that is happening in your life? That may be an indicator that you're not desiring God, that you're not thirsting for Him. It may be that your spiritual life, prayer life, is just declining and you are so prayerful and now you don't pray no more or maybe you are praying three times a day now you pray one time a day and why is that so in your life are you realizing that that may be an indicator that you are not healthy 
spiritually i hope you find this helpful that you are going to be diagnosing your spiritual health and be searching your heart where you are at and are you really thirsting for god jesus talks about so the one who has believed in god always thirsts for him he always longs to know him more and more and every day just wanting to grow in his love for him and his word but what are the desires of someone who does not know god as paul is writing to the church in ephesus and telling them about salvation that is found by grace through faith alone in chapter 2 verse 3 he reminds believers he reminds the church of how they looked like before they knew god of what their desires were all about of what they are thirsting for unlike god so he says in verse 3 of chapter 2 ephesians he says among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and we are by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind so this is someone who was not thirsting for god the one whose passions were all about the flesh pleasing his flesh all about wanting to do what his body wants him to do and he was carrying out the desires of his body this is a person who carries out the desires of his body and the mind as well but the moment one is saved by grace through faith and he knows god one of the indications that we know is the desire that he has for him the thirst that he has for him the one who does not know god he is always searching his heart is busy always trying to find something that will bring satisfaction and this person does not know that satisfaction only comes by knowing god so if this person is just in the world out there he's trying to maybe buy a lot of houses not not trying to say that buying houses is a wrong thing but for an unbeliever they are always seeking to find satisfaction so they do all sorts of things to just make sure that maybe that will satisfy them so they will buy houses they can buy cars they can own a lot of things but in the end they will still remain and satisfied because that void that is in their heart can only be filled with god they'll keep searching and searching and keep accumulating material uh, stuff on earth but they'll never find true satisfaction and let me try to strike a balance there what i'm not trying to say here is that A Christian should not buy houses or own houses or own businesses and stuff like that. But I'm trying to say when buying houses, when buying cars, it is to is it is for the reason of bringing satisfaction that can only come by God, then the desires that you have are in the wrong place. You can buy all the houses you want until you You can buy all the houses that you want but you still are never satisfied those who know god those who thirst for 
for him the desire to know him more and more so as for unbelievers they'll try to do all sorts of things trying to bring satisfaction in their lives but they'll never get satisfied because only God is the one who satisfies and it's like walking in a desert it's so hot you do not have water you're so thirsty and you're trying to find water and you reach at a place where you find salty water yes it's water but it's salty water you can drink it it will quench your thirst only for a few minutes but for the next hour you be even dehydrated you be still thirsty but those who are thirsting and drink fresh water they find satisfaction in drinking that fresh water because it does not dehydrate them and as jesus was talking to the woman of samaria in chapter 4 of john verse 14 he says but whoever drinks of the water that i will give him will never be thirsty again the water that i will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life listen to those remarkable words that jesus tells this woman but whoever drinks of the water that i will give him so it is only jesus who gives this water this water is only found with him in him and he says this person if he drinks the water that i will give him he will never be thirsty again why the water that i will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life brothers and sisters this should be our desire every day this should be what we should be yearning for every single hour that we can drink from the living waters that we can drink from him alone and that our hearts our dry souls can be soaked with water that comes from god alone i'll tell you the truth we can search or we can on earth we can try to bring ourselves joy and satisfaction but if we do not know god we will continue to be thirsty we can never be satisfied so you believer you christian you son of god and daughter of god are you thirsting for god where are you at in your walk with him or maybe you may be asking me maya how how can i quench my thirst i just said it get to know god and just not get to know him but love him and our souls yearn to know him by reading his word and that's how we can quench the thirst get to know him and read your bible read his word it is his word that brings life to us let me read you this passage of scripture that is fully packed with what the word of god can do to us or what it is 
in our lives as believers. If you have your Bibles with you wherever you are at, or maybe you have your phone with you that has Bible up, turn to Psalm 119. Not only is this passage that I'm going to read you tell us a lot about God's Word and what it is to our lives, but it also shows us someone who is desiring God, someone who is thirsty for God and His Word, and it shows that this person really loves God. Psalm 119 from verse 10, it says, With my whole heart I seek you. Right there it opens that phrase with telling us about someone who wants God, someone who is thirsting for God. Like I said, that's one of the indications that you love God, you thirst for Him. So he says, with my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandment. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your, your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your, of, of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Listen to the passion. Listen to the desire that this psalmist has for God. He is someone who is wholeheartedly seeking God and he does not want to wander away from the word of God. And in verse 11, he is storing up God's word in his heart so that he cannot sin against God. And he continues to say, with my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. He is making sure that he is keeping God's word in his heart so that he may be walking in line with what God wants from every believer. Are you that kind of a person? The person who thirsts for God? Are you that kind of a person who is desiring God every single day in your life? Are you thirsting for God? Like I said, thirsty for God is one of the indications or it tells us where we are at spiritually. If you are not desiring God, if you are not thirsting for Him, it tells you where you are standing in your work with God. And let me encourage those of you who are thirsting for God and desiring Him and you're reading the Word and you're trying to do all you can to make sure that you are soaked in the living waters. Keep loving God. Keep seeking Him. Keep searching for Him. For it is in Him and through Him only that we have, we move, we live and we have our being. Young man, are you thirsting for God or you are lost into a lot that is happening in this world? And with the COVID pandemic that has hit us, a lot of people are slacking. 
a lot of people are not spending their time in the scriptures a lot of people are not even thirsting for God anymore because they are not going to church the one who was encouraging them to read their Bibles is no longer in their lives as much as he was the fellowships the, the, the Bible studies and all the care groups they are no longer functioning the same way and people have relaxed they're just stuck in their homes and playing video games and just eating and sleeping without thirsting for God if that's where your heart is right now I plead with you revive your soul again ask God to revive that fire again so that you can keep on thirsting for him my prayer for you this morning is that you can continue to desire God you can continue thirsting for God and as I'm closing I want to urge you to take some time today to just write those indications that you see that they're actually leading to something that is happening in your heart just like a mechanic has a list of things that he has observed on a car that is not functioning well you also sit down and write a list of things that you are you're seeing that are changing in your life as a believer maybe your speech is not the same anymore maybe it's your prayer life you're not praying like i said as much as you were maybe you've ceased reading your bible maybe you are having calls like you are calling believers checking up on them fellow brothers and sisters just saying hi and wanting to find out how they are doing maybe you've stopped that and why is that happening maybe you're intentionally not trying to engage into the conversations that will help you grow with your fellow believers maybe you're avoiding your pastor's calls deliberately so that he cannot check up on you as to how you're doing in your life write all those things down and ask yourself why maybe all that is leading to that one thing that you're not thirsting for God anymore i ask you this morning that may you revive your souls again that they can thirst for God the more and as i'm closing it is my prayer for you that god will continue to work in your heart because the work that he has started in you you bring it to completion if god is the one who has called you to himself there's nothing that can stop him to let you thirst for him and i pray that that would happen in your life that you can continue to thirst for god that you can love god more than you ever did in your life let me just close in prayer lord this morning we thank you we thank you for life today we thank you for the things that you've done in our lives and thank you even now that we would have such a time to just spend some time to ask ourselves as to where we are at spiritually and how we are doing whether we are thirsting for you or not 
God, it is our desire and prayer that we can know you. It is our desire that, Lord, we can be thirsting for you every day. And may you help us to love you. Help us to love your word. And do Christ returns. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come what may, that I rest all my days in the goodness of Jesus. Come find what this world cannot.